question I have for you, this is Sunjay M at 9700. Is Sunjay M the safest play right now in DFS? Swipe Right Sports. It is your sports pod hookup. I'm your host, Bobby Adcock. And I'm not trying to point out the significant flameouts I have from the previous week in that little opening clip, but I do find it a bit humorous that the guy I probably promoted the heaviest the last two weeks has missed the cut. But the good news is, if you're following the process uh, of, of my approach, what you're supposed to do is fade the guy I promote the heaviest that week and then the following week, like Webb Simpson, they'll contend or possibly even win, as we saw Simpson do uh, with a great Sunday round this past week at Hilton Head. So look for him as a big bounce back guy here at uh, TPC River Highlands for the Travelers Championship. It's this week's tournament. Very excited to uh, have golf continue their attempt at a comeback. I, I think they are so far so good. There have been two two guys now. Uh, breaking news, the next person, Cameron Champ, just reportedly uh, tested positive for COVID-19. So hopefully they can continue on without any major disruptions. Um, it has been really nice to have anything back. And the last tournament especially was made for a very entertaining Sunday. There was, I think, 13 guys by my count, two shots off the lead headed into Sunday. And also these courses are not um, kind of the atypical events with usually softer fields. And we're seeing these now with stacked fields and these guys are destroying these courses. And I think that will continue um, this week at, a, at an event that usually doesn't have uh, a lot of the top players in the world playing in it. Um, so yeah, look, let's just get to it. I'm bringing Kyle Robert back in. We're going to talk about some of Kyle's successes from the past week, some of mine not, and and then we're going to look at kind of the outlook this week and get into the groupings, and we're going to do that DK price range game and sift through the field that way. I hope we can uh, offer some good nuggets and uh, fire analysis to help you out in your lineups and maybe make you laugh and think along the way. Let's get to it. Okay, we are here as always for the third week in a row. I'm joined by Kyle Robert. Kyle, how are you? Bobby, uh, I am fantastic. Uh, I cannot complain. I had a great week at the Heritage. Um, enjoyed a uh, four rounds of really fun golf and uh, a nice payday at the end of it all. So uh, I cannot complain one bit. Yeah, and I, you know, I have some of the uh, secret screenshots to prove it too. So um, you did have, I think you had a nice little straight bet on Webb there. I did, and... uh, uh, twenty-eight to one on him. So that was a uh, nice, nice little um, payout. And uh, and I think 
um, as well. Solid DFS week. Um, you had some lineups that had six for six going, uh, five of six, and uh, overall pretty profitable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a wild ride. Uh, like you mentioned, I had one six of six. The others were five of six. Uh, thanks, Siwoo Kim and uh, a couple other guys. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was decent. I was actually looking at the, the guy who had the Millie Maker um, this week, and he actually had the like optimal lineup as his Millie Maker, which props to him. That to be able to not only pull off the optimal lineup, but to put it in the right contest is, is a hell of a hell of an impress. Um, Hell of a move, but uh, having Hatton, having Answer, and having Webb Simpson in my best lineup um, was nice because those are the three guys that coming down the stretch were 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 you know really competing and obviously uh, you know Berger was there and 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 Neiman and uh, some of the other guys, but uh, yeah, I mean at one point it was you know up a little bit higher, at one point it was way down, so you know it was a wild ride, ended up making some making some profit and uh, rolling it over to this week. Yeah, it's adding on to that. It was um, a crazy Saturday-Sunday. I think heading into the Sunday final round, there was 15 guys, by my count, that were within two shots of the mm-hmm. lead. So, um, and at the end of Saturday, I, we, I tweeted uh, with you a little bit about this, but I, all my lineups, my best lineups, had four of six uh, at best. And I, I put my kiss of death on him last week. And uh, Reed as well. That was a guy who just uh, one of those random miscuts. We'll get to later. But um, the four guys I did have were Webb, Hatton, Woodland, and Connors. Mm-hmm. And at the at the end of Saturday, I was actually cashing in all the Millie Maker contests with the four guys. And I thought maybe I could be like one of the first persons uh, in history to finish above the cash line with four of six. I, I'm sure it's probably happened before, but not to me. So. Uh, it did not end up happening. Uh, Connors and Woodland kind of just had a very quiet Sunday afternoon, which, as you saw and all of us saw, uh, if you didn't have, you know, guys going low on Sunday, you were just going to fall off and out of the yeah. cash line. Yeah, and with guys like Brooks and JT really uh, putting up big numbers, um, it really made it hard for guys like Woodland, guys like Connors to uh, to be as effective and, and to help you, you know, because even as well as they played um, – when, when you're kind of playing good but not amazing, um, you know, you really really took a back seat, and unfortunately some of those other lineups passed us. Yeah, and I think um, similar to the last couple of weeks, I think this week as well, you're going to need to just keep piling up birdies every day. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, so, and, like, and let's talk a little bit about uh, TPC River Highlands. Uh, the field, again, another stacked field in this uh, COVID world where – this turn, the, the, all these kind of atypical events where maybe they're after a major championship in the normal course of action. Uh, now they're attracting these stack fields. So um, I think we're going to see these guys destroy this course. This is one of the shortest courses on tour. Um, and it also has huge greens. And the layout, I think, is a lot more forgiving than, say, uh, the last couple of weeks where you kind of need to be a little bit uh, j- just kind of take into consideration some of the tighter fairways, a lot of trees. This one's a little bit more open. And I think. Uh, a guy of any style of play can contend and win here. Uh, your thoughts on this week? Yeah, no, I think you nailed it. And the, this week is a nice week because, you know, we've seen kind of the bombers, you know, obviously they can, when they're hitting, you know, like we mentioned last week, when you're hitting wedge into the green from 170 uh, instead of a, four, a five iron or a six iron, like that's obviously much better. Uh, but this week they're going to be able to let the big dogs eat and, and drivers coming out of that bag a lot. Um, and you know, I think 
obviously it doesn't mean you have to have bombers because you know we've seen Ches Revy, we've seen Jim Furyk, we've seen guys yep. that aren't, aren't crushers uh, perform well at this course. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I think for me, just kind of in general, I think I'll have a, more of a bombers heavy lineup. I think I'll have more of a you know uh, a, a scramblers heavy lineup, and then probably some combination of the two. Um, and see how it goes. But yeah, I think this this is wide open. I think it's going to be a fun week, not only for, for DK, but for uh, wagering as well. Yeah, and I would I would agree that um, I think the last couple of weeks we both talked about maybe leaning a little bit towards accuracy, and I think this is a week where you can kind of uh, let it fly a little bit and go, mm-hmm. for, go for the big hitters, um, and uh, they'll, they'll definitely have a lot of success this week. And that brings us to the groupings, for this week on DK. Are you ready to start at the bottom? Absolutely. All right. Uh, just for anyone that has not listened before, what I do each week is I uh, pick out the different price ranges. We start at the bottom and I pick uh, a handful of guys. Maybe sometimes I pick you know, seven or eight guys and I say, hey, pick your best two from each price range because I think this is what we all have faced ourselves with uh, when we're building our lineups. We get down to maybe the last one or two slots and it's 7,800 or Maybe it's 7,000, and this is where there's you know a million guys in these ranges that we are all kind of facing with maybe the same four or five guys. So I picked out what I think maybe are some of the more intriguing names that uh, I wanted to get Kyle's opinion on. And Kyle, of course, if you have anyone that uh, I did not pick out, you are welcome to add them in and say why all my picks suck. So uh, <laughs> let's start at the bottom. This is 6,400 6, and below. I said uh, pick your favorite two and the names are Sepp Straka, Harry Hicks, Emiliano Grillo, Cameron Person, Kyle Stanley, Robbie Shelton, and Shinjun Jong, is I believe the correct pronunciation. This is quite the range, Bobby. These are these I feel like, you know, obviously last week I was I was a big Sepp Straka guy. Uh, mm-hmm. came through in a, a pretty decent way, obviously uh Emmanuel Grillo um it is a target that I can get away from no matter how uh, well or how terrible he plays um but it's a great ball strike t- yeah he is and i think you know at his price tag um if i'm picking two he he makes the cut yet again um i don't know why he'll probably let me down in a big way once again and be one of my you know four of six or five of six uh reasons but um i like kyle stanley a lot this week and at 6200 gives you a ton of flexibility where if you want to go high you're going to have to find some guys below 7k and you know obviously we'll run through some of our favorite options but uh stanley is a guy that is popping for me in a big way uh, great ball striker uh yep. great off the tee and and in terms of you know i'm i'm setting up my fantasy national um uh, you know, kind of model, and and obviously we're, we're at another Pete Dye course, we're at a short course, um, but still a chance for Bombers to, to do well. So uh, Stanley is a guy at 6,200 that I'm probably going to have a little too much ownership in, but uh, I feel really good about, and I think, like I said, in terms of salary, in terms of what he can produce, um, you know, I, I think makes a ton of sense if you're if you're digging deep. Yeah, and uh, I think out of this group, Kyle Stanley uh, has a lot of experience. He's 6 of 10 in cuts made, three of those top 25s. So he has um, a solid track record here. I think for me, uh, you mentioned Grillo. That is a guy who just I always tend to 
lean towards because of the ball striking and a really sharp approach statistic. He ranks 10th in ball striking on the year, uh, 14th in strokes gains approach. A guy that we always talk about is that one hot putter away. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a, this is a good guy like for like a first round leader bet all the time. Yep. Um, so I, Grillo, I tend to kind of lean towards him. Cameron Pierce is a guy, you know, I love ball striking and strokes gains approach numbers. Uh, he's really kind of up there in my little metric that I put together on fakepigskin.com every week, 43rd in ball striking and 20th in strokes gains approach. And again, not a big hitter, but you don't gotta be this week. Uh, he's four of four in cuts made here in this event. So, um, kind of one of those guys has been around forever, uh, who has some good form right now. So he's another guy I might lean towards. And then, um, and one other guy I just want to mention is, uh, one of the, rookies that is continuing to have a really successful campaign is Harry Higgs. Um, Mm -hmm. He's been a really good value all season and uh, look to continue that this week uh, in a course that I'm sure he can perform well at. So is there any, is there anyone I missed in this range that maybe, uh, I I know you had a Bill Haas last week. Are you Mm -hmm. Steve Steve Stricker this week? Is that, is that interesting at all? Mm, No. Uh, <laughs> Sep Straka pops once again. Nate Lashley pops once again. Uh, Cage Lee is actually popping, and I'm kind of going to do a little more research about uh, what he does. He might be a guy that, obviously, I don't know that he'll he will win the tournament or, or even maybe even come inside the top 10, but he kind of does everything well enough to make the weekend to maybe be in a top 20-ish conversation. Um, and potentially, you know, if he puts well, uh, be, be kind of a difference maker. And I, I'm curious to see, um, kind of how ownership goes throughout the week. But, uh, I feel like KH Lee will be a guy that I can take, take a couple shots on, not worry about ownership too much and, and still save a lot of salary. Yeah. And he was a guy, I think last year that if you played him consistently, he had, he was in a lot better form towards the end of last year. Uh, yeah. So he's just, you know, who knows? These guys are all one or two weeks away from regaining that, and it's good to be on it uh, on the way up. So that's an interesting play for sure. Are you ready to move on? Let's do it. And this is, uh, well, this is there's just a lot of uh, a lot of nice things going on in this range. This is <laughs> 6,567, and I picked, uh, I think, about seven guys. And two of these guys are, uh, well, guys that I just need to – Stop being a little little girl about Doc Red, Russell Knox, Cameron Smith, Matt Wallace, Matthew Neesmith, Taylor Gooch, and Mackenzie Hughes. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like we're we're going to be on the same page. I think Neesmith and, and Redmond are the two names that really stand out above the rest. Um, unfortunately, I feel like those are going to be really popular plays, especially Redmond. Like it sounds like. Uh, some of the early projections have him in the double digits, and when you're talking about guys below 7K, um, that's that's pretty significant ownership. Uh, so if you're playing cash, if you want stability, I think they both make a ton of sense. But you're really, you know, in terms of GPP upside, you have to find some diff- diff- uh, some some ways to be different um, if you're going to go with these guys kind of down here. Yeah, the world has uh, caught up, I believe, yep. to. To Neesmith and Redmond, which I mean, I, I take I take partial responsibility for, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I have not had the uh, I, I haven't really had the guts to play them a lot. Which, um, it, but now, like you said, now that everyone is in on this, um, may not it, it kind of cancels out in a certain sense. So, um, but their prices are so uh, 
favorable that starting with one or two of those guys, uh, mm-hmm. you can you can do a lot of damage with the rest of your four slots there. So an interesting way to start building it as well. And yes, we are in agreement. These are my favorite two in this range. Uh, one guy I kind of thought about was Mackenzie Hughes. His mm-hmm. game was kind of all over the place uh, last season. And then he's had a couple really nice performances so far. And maybe kind of a form alert guy where you think, hey, maybe this guy's starting to round into a solid form and, and is a little bit quietly doing it. So he's a guy I think is an interesting player to watch uh, moving forward in the weeks to come. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And, uh, you know, just kind of in general, um, when you're thinking GPPs, like you don't have to be different in six to six spots. So if you like Redmond, if you like Neesmith, definitely don't fade them just because everyone else likes them. Um, just find one spot where you can be a little bit different. Um, and to be honest, Bobby, Cam Smith is a guy that, like, I don't know that I love this week, but if I'm doing a Bombers-heavy lineup and want one guy that can be a little different, I feel like he could be an interesting name because we've seen him pop at different courses. He obviously can crush it off the tee. Um, and if, you know, his short game kind of comes together for a week, which we've seen happen, uh, he could be an interesting, uh, you know, pivot, especially in this range, if you want to get away from Redmond or Nee Smith and their ownership. Yeah, oh, a- absolutely. Uh, Cameron Smith has uh, been one of the younger, uh, better players. I think he's really streaky, but um, mm-hmm. if you, there's another guy we're going to talk about in terms of being streaky. If you catch these guys um, at the right time, they can really pay off. And, and I think he's been a little bit uh, quieter uh, recently, so people are kind of laying off him. So that's a good point. I also want to point out that uh, Russell Knox, in terms of um, event history here out of the group, six for eight in cuts made, three top 25s, and he has a win here in 2016 so uh, him and uh another guy who's won here kevin streelman which we'll talk about later but they're kind of been stumbling out of the reopened gates here so maybe it's a chance for them to uh kind of regain some form at a familiar friendly venue yeah um, totally and uh let's jump ahead to the next group this is 6800 to 7k five gentlemen it starts with max homa at an even seven Chuckles Hoffman, seven as well. Ryan Moore, 6,900. Cameron Champ and Carlos Ortiz, both at 6,800. Kyle, what jumps out to you here? Ryan Moore. I, I He is going to be a part of my core this week. He is yeah. sub-7K. Uh, he does a lot well um, in my model. 12th in terms of ball striking, or in terms of uh, total strokes. 17th in, sort of, in terms of ball striking. 13th in stro- uh, strokes gained approach. Um, you know, and, and his putting has been okay enough. Um, and I think if, you know, has a decent week, uh, we're looking at a guy that, um, can, can, can make some serious noise and at sub seven K, uh, I'm all over him this week. Yeah. And he is definitely the, uh, one of the course horses here. He's 10 of 12 in cuts made, um, in his time here, eight of those cuts have been top 25s, five top 10. So if he gets to the weekend, chances are. Uh, he performs well afterwards. Uh, another guy I wanted to point out too, as far of a, kind of a young bomber, is Cameron Champ. Um, mm-hmm. Out of this group, he has the best Vegas odds by quite a bit at 80 to 1. The rest of these guys are either 130 or 150 to 1. So that jumps out a little bit. Also, his ball striking coming into this week so far this season, 28th. So even though he's a, a bomber type profile, that 28th tells you his greens and regulation has been really solid lately. So um, I think this could be a chance for him to 
to take advantage of a, a much shorter course here. And uh, Max Homa, another bomber type player, uh, profiles that way. Also solid all around game, 67th in ball striking, right now 52 in strokes gains approach and 66 in strokes game putting. So just a nice all around player, uh, good form at this point in time. So uh, I think I think the guys that we talked about make a lot of sense. And if, if, again, if you're looking for building blocks, the guys that we're highlighting, uh, I think are just really good, solid ways to start your build. Yeah. Um, uh, in terms of champ, I like his upside. I, I think he's got the highest ceiling of the group, but he also has a really low floor. So yeah, I, I think that that's kind of baked into his Vegas odds. Um, and I do want to talk Carlos Ortiz just for a moment because uh, this is a guy that played really well a week ago at another Pete Dye course, at a course where. Um, you know, it, it has a similar setup and he can still, and he can be a little longer off the tee to, to kind of make up for, for some of his, uh, his, his, you know, around the green issues. So, uh, a guy that I, I might also look at, um, in, in this, in this vicinity. Yeah. And he's has some, uh, solid form as well, uh, for this season. Mm-hmm. So let's get to now, I kind of stretched these out a little bit. There's a bunch of guys in this next range. The reason I did this is because. $300 separates all these guys, right? They're kind mm -hmm. of they're kind of interchangeable in a way, and it's about let me see here about do, 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 do. it's about about maybe 14 or so guys. Um, but let's just list them out real quickly. Starting at 7,400, working our way down. Jason Kokrak, Keegan Bradley, Ryan Palmer, Ches Revy, last year's winner, Billy Horschel, Ben On, Brandon Grace, Louis Ushazen, Brant Snedeker. HB3, Harold Warren III, Shane Lowry, Kevin Streelman, the aforementioned former winner here, and Kevin Na, and I think, uh, speaking of form alert, Dylan Fratelli. Yeah, I mean, this is this is an interesting group. Obviously, Kevin Na coming off the injury off the withdrawal a week ago. Uh, Shane Lowry is a guy that I've already placed a, I believe, top 10 wager on. Um, I feel like his upside is... is probably the highest of the group uh but he could also just have a terrible week and, and completely miss the cut and uh you know I, he's definitely a guy that interests me uh, but of the names that we've that you kind of hit on uh jason kokrak is the guy that kind of jumps out the most to me i feel like he um you know he last week was disappointing obviously obviously yep. a miss miscut is not what you're looking for uh, but I think he bounces back in a, in a pretty significant way. Obviously, uh, tee to green game is good. Ball striking is good. Off the tee is good. Um, and if his around the green and putting kind of lives up, because he's he's a guy that will have some weeks where it's just a mess and like there's nothing you can do. Uh, but he also has other weeks where it all comes together and and it looks really good. And like he's a guy that that I think. I don't know if I'm ready to say he can win, but I, if he's a top five or top ten uh, come the end of the day Sunday, I would not be shocked in the slightest. No, and I, I talked about him a lot last year. He he really took some strides in improving his putting and short game last year, and that's what got him really into the Tour Championship uh, for the first time, I think, in several years last year. So, um, no, you're, you're absolutely right. If he can sharpen up his short game, especially the putting, in any given week, um, he's usually going to be sticking around for the weekend with a potential to do some damage there. So, no, I, I think he's a prime uh, bounce-back candidate for this week, as you mentioned. Um, and it is a it is a big group we're kind of dissecting here, but it's also, isn't this the range where you just end up in and we're all looking at 
I feel like the we're all looking at these this group going, okay, what am I leaning towards and why? And I think, you know, Co-Crack you gave good reasons for. I, the guy I mentioned too, and I think will probably be really popular for obvious reasons, but for Telly, uh, right? Mm-hmm. He he showed last year he broke through the John Deere Classic. You know, granted a very soft field, but you know, winning a PGA Tour event is huge, and it can be huge for your confidence if you're one of those guys who's just been on the fringes but hasn't secured that first win. Well, he did that, and we saw him go on to the next Open Championship, and he really competed well in that major. So, kind of displaying that when he's confident and when he's got the form, he can compete and contend in any field. So, yep. um, I think that Sunday we saw him. Uh, I saw some tweet. I forget it, but it was. Um, I should have had an on me, but it was uh, basically like it laid out all his approach shots for the like six holes in a row. It was like within four feet, within eight feet, within five feet. He's like, okay, this guy's uh, he's feeling it. So um, if he can carry that over, this is easily a place where uh, he can put up some of those gaudy numbers again. So do you think he will be? Let me ask you. You think he's going to be like the highest ownership percentage of this group? Um. It's it hard to say. Like, he 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 feels like he'll definitely be in the conversation. I think Ches Reeve is a guy that I could see a lot of people going off of, going back to just because of his success. Um, Harold Varner is a guy that like jumps out like to me. I think the way his recent form has been, uh, yep. his 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 ball striking has been um, on point, and, and his numbers at these kinds of courses uh, look really good too. So. Yeah, I, it's. I think this range is really going to be a, a way to make or break lineups, and um, unfortunately, there there's a lot of interesting names in here, and I think uh, you're going to have to pick your horses and and just hope that they uh, they come through in a big way. Yeah, and like you mentioned, uh, Varner out of this group has by far statistically coming in the best ball striking and stroke scenes approach numbers uh, c- combined. So, um, like like what you said about the form there. And uh, a couple guys, one you mentioned that I want to talk about quickly was, um, you know, the the winner and the runner-up from last year, Keegan Bradley mm-hmm. and Chaz Reby, who we just haven't seen play yet, I don't think, in this reopen yet. So I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit reluctant, but I will say this, Kyle, and for everyone listening, that last year, the Travelers was my best week of the entire season. And Keegan was a big part of that. So um, now, again, that was a softer field last year. So that's part of sure. it. But, um, hey, you know, I, you know, they're all playing the course themselves. So I think uh, I think it's possible Keegan could be maybe a uh, maybe one of those lower ownership, quiet guys who you could sneak in there and maybe get a, a made cut. He's nine for nine here in cuts made. So definitely a place where he's uh, had some relative success. Uh, well, I can tell you, he pops up on my model. Fourth over, fourth in terms of total uh, strokes gained. He's 16th in ball striking. He's fifth in approach. Um, he, uh, let's see, 11th or no, 11th in ball striking. 12th tee to green. 11th in approach. Uh, this th- he he does a lot well and and has a chance to uh, put up a, a solid round. I think this weekend. Yeah, um, I think it's just because people haven't seen them play lately that mm-hmm. they may they may kind of be overlooking them here. Um, and then I think just one more, I mentioned this, but um, Kevin Streelman, you know, he's won here before, has some really solid course history here. Nine of 12 in cuts made, five top 25s, four of those have been top 10s. And then 
uh, of course, the win in 2014. Maybe it's a spot where uh, you kind of go contrary and just go, hey, I'm throwing this guy out here. Maybe this venue uh, helps him kind of recapture some good form. Yeah, totally agree. Let's head to this this next range. And this is I think I've actually listed out everyone in this range now because um, they're spreading these guys out in a certain way where there's they're leaving almost a hundred dollars between them. So this is actually just seventy five hundred to seventy nine hundred. So just under eight K now. And it goes starting at the bottom here. Jason Day, Corey Connors, Brian Harmon, Scotty Scheffler, Kevin Kisner, Joel Dahman coming in at seventy seven. Ian Poulter, Victor Hovland, JT Poston, and Joaquin Neiman, who I'm sure will uh, be very popular. This is a, yeah. a cr- great range right here, Kyle, but a handful of guys where I think, you know, they're almost interchangeable. Only $400 separates the whole thing. So what are you looking at? Uh, Victor Hovland initially jumps out. I, th- I think, you know, last week was nice to see. Uh, this is a kid that has the ability to be one of the best if not the best in the world um and it you know it 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 came he came out on fire then it got really cold then he won puerto rico which is usually a bad sign because people that typically win puerto rico don't usually win much else um Mm -hmm. but you know uh, it was good to see him rebound he's obviously a guy in terms of ball striking in terms of off the tee game um that that is uh, you know really impressive really incredible and if you look at his odds compared to kind of the rest of this group he's outside of Joaquin Neiman he has the highest odds to go out and win this thing so um he is a guy that absolutely interests me uh Neiman was great to see you know I feel like he's a guy we've we've talked about a ton over the you know when we've done shows and um you know he he's He's only 21, and he almost broke Jordan. Like if he had won the won the uh, tournament, he would have been the youngest player with two wins, uh, breaking Jordan Spieth's record by like four days or so. Uh, so obviously, you know his form. I think you're right. His, his ownership will be really high. Um, so it'll all be about lineup, kind of setup, and and where you want to pivot. Because this is a good range to pivot. I think if you can go. From a, a Neiman to you know a Kisner, uh, Scotty Scheffler is interesting. I think um, Brian Harmon. I'm not touching Jason Day at the 10 foot pole. Um, you know there there's some good kind of pivot plays depending on how ownership is is seemingly set up set up. But there, I mean, I I could almost I wouldn't blame anybody for going pretty much any name in this range. No, I I know I I'm my pick. So I, I'm going Neiman and probably. Mm-hmm. Connors would be my other one just because he's been he's been really good for me and uh, he was yeah. he was good last week if I, if I maybe uh, hit my other two missed cuts um, he would have been a great play still at that he, I think he bumped up a little bit this week in terms of price but still a very nice value at 7500 uh, third in ball striking 22 on strokes gains approach ranked uh, coming into this week uh, just mm-hmm. needs to get that putter going like a lot of guys yep. and um, uh, yeah so I, I like those two and then yeah like you said Neiman just unbelievable talent right now um and uh that saturday round was <laughs> unbelievable to yeah. be in all of a sudden just in contention um i think he said i think he maybe made the cut just by a couple one or two mm-hmm. shots and that's just one of those guys right it's like he just gets in the weekend next thing you know he's one of the later tea times on sunday so yep. um he can pile those birdies up with the best of them and i just want to ask you this question because i think these are going to be two names that just are super popular do you want Neiman at 7,900 
or Dylan Fratelli at 7,100 in terms of the bet. Neiman, for me, it's not even close. Fratelli's not a... I, I, I don't think I'll be using him this week. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Neiman, Neiman's definitely a guy who will, will find a home in a few of my lineups. That's fair enough. Then let's go now to... Um, oh, and I'll just, I guess, a little bit of course history um, from this range here. Uh, one of the guys that jumps out, my tour spirit animal, Brian Harmon. Uh, he is... Eight of nine in his career here in made cuts. Four of those top 25s, three top 10s. Um, and then his best finish was uh, sole third place in 2015. So um, he's, he's had some decent form lately. So interesting guy there for this week. Now we'll go to, this is just the entire $8,000 range. Um, and all, again, all these guys are kind of somewhat interchangeable. You know mm-hmm. there's going you know to be probably two or three that miss the cut. Just like I, I slapped my kiss of death on Sanjay M uh, last week and Patrick Reed, I think um, let's just let's just let me go through the list here. So it starts with Mark Leishman, AK, to Matthew Fitzpatrick, Tony Fino, Gary Woodland, Jordan Spieth, Sergio, Sanjay M, Patrick Reed, Bubba Watson, and Paul Casey. All kinds of uh, juicy nuggets about these guys for this tournament. What are you looking at? Uh, well, obviously Bubba. This is you know we're talking about horses for courses. Bubba Watson has won this three times. Yeah, uh, performs well most years. Um, you know, uh, if you look at his past three years, though, I think it's miscut win, top thirty-five or top fifty-five or something. I have to I have to double check that, but uh, yep. you know, it, it's been kind of in terms of recent history, not the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, so he might be a guy where if you want to potentially target Bubba, he might be a better, you know, outright bet target at, you know, 30, 35, wherever you can get him, um, in, in less of a, you know, use him in, cause I feel like a lot of people are going to kind of go to him just because of that history. Uh, Sung Jay is the guy I like a lot. You know, this is a guy that it wins has been, has won on tour this year. Um, granted, obviously before the layoff. Uh, coming off the miscut, but Bobby, I don't know if you saw it was Twitter. Uh, tw- it was uh, you know around Twitter on Saturday, and I believe maybe even Sunday. Uh, Sung Jae was at the range, um, getting ready for this week. He was. He didn't leave. <laughs> he didn't. You know, he he was there getting his work in. This is a guy that likes to play golf and wants to play as much <laughs> golf as possible. Um, and even when he misses a cut, he's still out there. He's doing it. Um, you know, a week ago we we talked about Webb Simpson as a guy that, uh, you know, the, the the in terms of betting odds the numbers fell off, but you know he didn't play that terribly. He just had a bad first round. Uh, Sung Jay, I think, can bounce back in a big way. Uh, we're getting a nice savings. We're getting a, a good number in terms of his outrights, in terms of his top ten, top five. Uh, so he is a guy that I think I will uh, own a lot more of than I kind of expected coming into this week. Um, and then, you know, it's hard to discount what Sergio did kind of going, you know, into the final round and, and the run he made um, over the weekend. Uh, Tony Finau is a name that interests me. And then, uh, you know, Freak on a Leash, Mark Leishman um, at 8K even. Uh, is a guy that uh, I think I might uh, want to target. Obviously, you, you put down, you know, he's one in 2012. He's eight and nine cuts. Like, he he's performed well at this course, and I think is ready to to have another solid week. So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of 
jumped all over. But if I went to, it would be M and probably Sergio. Yeah, so you probably recall, Kyle, um, that two weeks ago I went all in on Webb Simpson. And he mm-hmm. missed the cut. He missed the cut. And then uh, last week I was kind of laughing about that and said, well, I, you know, sorry, I apologize to him and his family. And then, um, of course, <laughs> he comes back and wins the next week. And then last week during the pod, I said, I posed the question, is Sanjay M the safest play in DFS? And, of course, <laughs> um, then, and then, of course, went out and played him uh, in, in several lineups. And, uh, yeah, I did that to him. So I have to apologize to him now. So, obviously, if you're following the trend, he's probably going to win this week. Yep. And um, I am betting him. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, so, no, but I, I really, in all seriousness, um, I think the guys we talked about, uh, who was the lower guy that was kind of a nice bounce? Oh, Kokrak, good mm-hmm. bounce back. And I think the obvious bounce backs, uh, best candidates here are Reed and In. Um, yeah. I think can come back and uh, contend here this week, just like Webb came back uh, and uh, went crazy last week, especially on Sunday. That was pretty awesome to see overall. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, if I, I I think Reed and M are my guys for the reasons I just laid out here. Also, Woodland just goes in every week. Uh, they never budge his price up. He just sits yeah. around 8K and uh, look number one in ball striking, number seven in stroke scenes approach. Um, this guy he may not contend every week, but um, dare I say I, I shouldn't say safest. I, I, never mind. I'm not gonna do it to Gary. Um, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was gonna say safest play in DFS, but uh, not gonna do it. I'll, I'll just say this a very solid week to week in terms of price floor upside combo. It's one of the best out there. Yep. Uh, I'm curious to see how he plays this course, because obviously, you know, I like him when he clubs down a little bit. I think he tends to perform a little bit better that way. Uh, But obviously this is a course where you can pull out driver and and crush it off the tee. So, Uh, but I, I tend to be a lot more um, backing Gary when he's closer to this 50 to one number than when he gets into like the 30 to one range, I think what, you know, uh, in terms of the betting market, he's, he, he really ebbs and flows, uh, more than a lot of golfers in this range. So, uh, you know, when he's more out towards 50, I think he, he brings more value and, and, you know, obviously on DK helps his price tag just a little bit. Yeah. And I just want to hit on a little bit of course history here too, for some guys, uh, Paul Casey, we haven't seen him play yet. Uh, post I don't think post pin or post shutdown, right. um, but he he is five and five in his cuts made here. All five are top twenty fives. Four of them are top tens, and he was the sole runner. Or he was runner up twice here, um, so he's really rock solid tracker here. We all know about Bubba as well, a winner three times, and um, yeah, and I'll read five of eight in cuts made three yeah. top twenty fives, one top ten. So um, yeah, I I, I think. Uh, all those guys. Oh, and you, you mentioned Leachman already. So, uh, very interesting range, but yes, uh, a lot of, a, a lot of intrigue with that. And then I'll get to, we'll get to the, just the nine K range. This is all the guys we're, we're getting towards the end of the field. Now there is six gentlemen, nine K starting at an even nine with Abraham answer. Colin Morikawa, Justin Rose, DJ, Dustin Johnson, Xander Shafale, and Patrick Cantlay makes his return to the tour. He is at 9,800. Kyle, what's your what's your maybe one, maybe even two? So Dustin Johnson is a guy that I'm absolutely on board with this week. I've already bet him on the outright. I've bet him 
Uh, I he will be a, a a big part of my core this week. I, I absolutely love him. Um, obviously, there was a lot of attention paid to Brooks on Sunday and what he was doing and uh, how well he, you know he charged up the leaderboard. But DJ was also playing really well. Uh, really? Brooks was going off, and DJ was still able to uh, kind of keep to his game. You know, everything was starting to look like his old self, and it feels like Dustin Johnson's ready to remind people how good he is you know so he will definitely be a guy in my core uh i can't figure out what to do with patrick cantlay because all the numbers all the information all the stats all the course history like screams play this guy play this guy play this guy um and you know with his price tag with the players he's around maybe he is a good pivot in this range where if you you know you're going up a little bit more, so that's always something people don't necessarily want to do. If I can get Justin Rose for 92, why would I play Cantlay at 98? Uh, we haven't seen him since you know basically since the layoffs since what February. Um, yep. But everything tells me to play this guy, and obviously we saw last week what you know you come off of a, a, a weight. And Tyrrell Hatton's basically contending for the title. We've also seen some of these guys play their first rounds and, and completely eject and look terrible um, and miss the cut. So, you know, trying to guess what's going to happen with with these guys we haven't seen in a while. Uh, but Cantlay's the guy I think I feel like has missed, you know, different points of the year and came back and still been really productive, really effective. And um, in terms of where his game was at before. Um, you know, he was among the best in the world. So, yeah, as good as it gets. As good as it gets. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, so I, I guess are you are you comfortable playing him this week? I am, and I think uh, if I know Patrick like I think I do, um, he's a serious young man, and uh, I, <laughs> I I have no doubt that he is uh, practicing constantly. And if he's coming back, he's coming back for a reason, and it's to play and it's to contend and win. Um, so. Yeah. I, I have no hesitation, but as you said, this is all speculation when it comes to this stuff and how guys are going to, you know, react to their first time out and are they going to take a few holes or maybe a round to kind of get comfortable with the new uh, formats and everything. So, I, you know, you never know, but um, no, I have no qualms with Patrick Cantlay. I've been a, a big supporter of his uh, since since his big kind of career comeback um, going back a couple of years. So uh, it's been fun to watch him just ascend to one of the top players in the world. And that's exactly what you said, what he was going into this. So yeah, um, I think he can pull off as, as an example, you mentioned like, like Hatton last week, right? Hatton was on fire going into the uh, shutdown. And then he came out last week and was right there uh, in contention to win. So um, yeah, these guys are playing still, you know, it's not just maybe not competitively, but they're, they're still playing and practicing. So yeah, Patrick Cantlay all the way. Um, and then can I just say, uh, let's just not make this difficult. I think last week, you know, just a lesson we all learned. When Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka are in the 8K range, just play them. What, <laughs> what, what, what am I doing? Like, I was sitting there, yeah. I'm, go- I'm goofing around with, you know, co-crack, and which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I, I just sit up there on Saturday going like, wait, what are we doing? Why why, why am I not? Like, this is this is simple. Don't overthink this stuff, guys. So I agree with you, Because we had them. <laughs> We had them in this range, and they were burning us consistently, and they looked terrible, and <laughs> their back was a problem, and and, and yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Sometimes when when the when it screams just to play the guy, because that's where it makes the most sense, um, you know, just just follow suit. 
Uh, I will say I like Morikawa a lot in this range as well. I think he can do, like, I mean, in terms of ball striking, in terms of tee to green, uh, dude's incredible. And obviously last week was a little frustrating, but um, I wouldn't I wouldn't fault anyone who looked his direction again this week. No, and something I I talked about last week, which, I, you know, I was wrong on, clearly was um I was kind of like maybe stay away from him and Berger just because of how mm-hmm. big of an emotional swing that was the previous week. And it's just kind of hard to, you know, maintain that for a lot of guys. Um, yeah. who, and, and they they both, they, they were there on the weekend. Berger was, you know, fitting to contend. So, yeah, how about Daniel Berger? It's so awesome to see him playing as well as he is. Yeah, it's a great story. He was he was one of those guys too. Was really like in that like kind of that you know, that friendship group with like Ricky and Speed, mm-hmm. and uh, he was there. He's one of their boys, so I think he he definitely views himself in that light. And he's starting to play that way. So um, yeah, yeah, no, he, he was incredible last week. It's very impressive to watch him. So um, and we'll see how he does this week as well. Uh, Let's get then. So I, I think we're clear here. I, I'm Cantley for my favorite pick here, and probably DJ number two. And who, who's your who's your top D, player here? DJ DJ is my favorite by a long shot, and then uh, Cantley I like a lot. Um, Justin Rose, I mean, he, he he's a different golfer when he has Taylor Mates. Like he just is, and uh, he's shown back to back weeks that he is ready to uh, approach number one in the world again. So. Uh, Cantley and Justin Rose probably are, are uh, uh, you know, two A, two B, um, and you know I'd, I'll probably have a, a decent amount of exposure to both. Yeah, and Rose, um, you know, hasn't played here in like a million years, but when he yeah. did, when he was playing here, he was six of eight in cuts made. He had five of those were top twenty five, three of those were top ten. So um, when he did, when he was playing here, I think his last contest was maybe around twenty twelve or thirteen. Um, he played well. So yeah. Let's and we have seen we have seen uh, with the last couple tournaments just uh, that the best players in the world are the best for a reason, and just because they haven't seen the course in a while, they they still show up, they still perform, and um, you know don't yes. don't worry as much about course history with them when when they're really that good. Yes, um, it, they are playing practice rounds right now as we speak on the course. <laughs> so so yeah, it's not like they're going to go out there. What, what does this look like? Um, yeah. Uh, all right, so let's get to the five-figure guys. Um, well, I guess before we do, is there anyone specifically from that group, or maybe the last two groups, who you just you, you're avoiding in, in, with everything? No, no, not really. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know. Xander's been a little frustrating, but then he went out, played by himself in the morning on Sunday, and and played really well. Um, you know, yep. I. I I have a hard time really taking a, a dramatic stand on the best players in the world. I know, um, and you know, you have to you have to figure out. And it's honestly for me, it's going to be about ownership come come you know basically Wednesday. Um, you know wh- where the where everybody's laying their chips, and if someone's significantly overweight than the rest of them, I'll, I'll probably look to pivot. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I. I I, if you want to argue any of those guys uh, belong in lineups, I, I I won't fight you. I mean, uh, Jordan Spieth, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna target just because I I don't trust him, even as well as much as he's flashed over the couple weeks. But uh, outside of that, I love a lot of the names. Yeah, and I agree. Um, I'm not gonna get in the business of trying to make a big uh, unless I have a very specific reason. Which with these guys, mm-hmm. I just I just don't have a big reason to say, oh, can't do it here. Um, 
So, yeah, all these guys you can make a case for, including the guy we didn't really talk about. But Answer seems primed to win any event. So, yeah. um, uh, if he could have putt a little bit better on Sunday, he mm-hmm. wins that probably by two strokes. Absolutely. He, he, like was, he was another firing darts. Absolutely. Um, another one of those guys who had just a great Sunday. It was, and that was just a great, uh, great Sunday watch too, especially mm-hmm. in, in these times. Yeah. Um, uh, well, let's just get to the final, final group. It is the five figure group. There are six guys this week. Uh, it starts with Kepka. He is back where he belongs and should never be out of the five figure <laughs> Uh John Rahm. Webb Simpson is back. Of course, at 10, 10,500 JT at 10.8. Bryson DeChambeau at 11, and then Rory at 11-2. Kyle, pick pick one, or is there anyone who you just say, I can't do? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I can, I'll, I'll let you make make a guess at who I'm who I'm going to back this week, because uh, there's, it, it's Bryson. Like, I, I can't <laughs> not, I can't not use Bryson. This is a yeah. guy that finally let, gets to use that power to its fullest extent and unleash the Kraken and let the big dog eat and whatever phrase you want to throw out there. Uh, this is a guy who in the last two weeks, two top tens, a third and an eighth um, at courses that he shouldn't really crush like he does. Yeah. Um, and, you know, haven't hasn't really been able to uh, display as much power. And maybe, you know, when he's hitting the power, it might throw off his irons a little bit. So maybe there's concern there. But. Like I don't like Rory's incredible and Justin Thomas. Like if like if you want to if you can find a way to get two of these guys in your lineup, like I think that makes a ton of sense. I think I'll I'll be fading Kepka, not because he doesn't deserve to be here, not because the price tag isn't intriguing. Um, I just feel like people are going to be overweight on him, um, and for some reason I'm fading Webb even though he is coming off a win. Um, I don't, I, it's just, I don't, I don't know that I trust, uh, people to go to, to, you know, win, win, and then re, you know, back it up with another win. But, um, Bryson's my guy and, you know, it's funny. I'm looking, you know, in terms of the odds, um, Bryson, JT and Rory are all tied right now at 12 to one on the, where I, where I look. And then, uh, right behind them is Brooks and John Rahm who are at the 16. So, uh, you know, that is a clear top five uh, mm-hmm. with Webb Simpson just behind them. And 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 they're they're the big dogs. They're they're the big favorites for a reason. Yeah. Uh, Webb, too, just statistically uh, incredible. Um, seventh in ball striking, sixth in strokes game approach and 13th in strokes game putting. It really isn't a uh, weakness right now. And I think no. uh, I think we saw just, you know, that look, all these guys are going to have hiccups here and there they're all going to miss two to three cuts a year uh, no matter what uh just happens but um you saw that it's just a little blip on the radar and he came back uh, even if he doesn't win that tournament he's he's one of the best in the world right now so mm-hmm. um and, and yeah I, I, like you said it's it's hard to come back and maybe contend each week but i still think he can do it i have no problem yeah. with throwing him out there um i think you said i think you're right i think brooks at 10 is going to be some uh, salary friendly as opposed to maybe like a Bryson or a Rory just because you can save it. Uh, saving a thousand is pretty significant. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't have a big problem here. I, if I had to pick, it'd probably be Kepka, like you said, for you know, kind of like the price thing. He will probably be uh, higher owned because of the price, but 
I like him. Also, Rom, he seems like he's just gonna he's got to win a tournament here at some point. He just mm-hmm. he seems like he's up there every week. So I, I don't have a hard to have a big opinion about any of these guys um, against any of them. But I think uh, Brooks or Rom would be my favorite. Um, any Kyle, we've gone through the whole field here. Is there any other thing, any other notable things, or maybe a first round leader, a random guy you want to throw out here? I got, I got Bovat up right now, and I'm just looking at these odds. I think I got yeah. um How do you, how do you like one first round leader, Matthew Neesmith, 100 to one, or Cameron Percy, 200 to one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, like the first round leader bets are really fun. Like, just throw five bucks on a few of these guys. Yeah. And if you do it, if you do it on a weekly basis, you're probably going to hit. Especially if you look at guys like, uh, you know, Johnny Vegas, who starts yep. really hot and then kind of falls apart. Um, who else was I looking at? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, w- was... one guy. One guy always. There's these handful of guys. Vegas is one. They always have like a random mm-hmm. 64, 65 all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Carlos Ortiz 125. Uh, Ryan Moore I like 100 to one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Mackenzie Hughes, 150. Uh, KH Lee, 150. Like, I could see um, any of those guys coming out. Uh, Zin Zhang, uh, 200 to 1. Like, I, I like I, the, it's fun to throw a couple bucks on any of those guys. And if they hit, then you're, then you're loving life. Uh, like I said, I, I, you know, I can, I can tell you kind of where I'm, where I'm at as of right now. I have Co-Crack for top 10. I have DJ and Bubba for outrights. Uh, I have Shane Lowry, and I actually took Lonto Griffin for a top 20. Uh, oh, yeah. And I know L- Lonto has been terrible. Lonto's another guy that um, I could see having a hot first round and then completely fizzling out. But uh, Lonto is a guy that, like, I I feel like he's his numbers dictate that he should be better than he's been. And if yeah. he has a good ball striking week and puts a little bit, then he's a guy that can be a first round leader, can be in the conversation come Sunday. And, and, you know, I don't know that I'll necessarily pick him to win, uh, but I think he'll be interesting enough uh, where if you want a little bit of difference, I think he, he's a good way to look. Yeah. I, I like that because um, it's just a nice look at some point, they're going to go back on the upswing and yep. they just become good contrarian plays right now. Right. That probably a lot of people off of them and it's a good week to just, pounce and say hey i'm gonna i'm gonna try to get this guy when he's on the way back up i i, yeah. I always always look for guys like that i think that's great um and adding to my uh ridiculous first round leader bets um i think right now for straight up i just have tony finau mm-hmm. at i think i think he's around 50 to one if that's correct uh 55 and I bet, yeah and i bet patrick reed straight as well um and i believe i believe that was 40 to one so mm. Um, I'll be adding to that as well. I'm sure mm. we'll both be adding uh, to the straight betting, to our lineups, tinkering all the time. Um, but we did it. We got through the whole thing. Uh, this was uh, another fun week. And is there anything before we get there, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, check out the Angle of Pursuit. We will be talking with Yahoo's Matt Harmon uh, live on YouTube on Wednesday. Uh, you can go to at FPAOP on Twitter. Uh, to get the link to that or just search angle angle of pursuit um on youtube we will be live at 9 p.m eastern we also talk lots of nascar uh we, we have two races to preview this week it was a really good week for us last week 
Uh, we were big Ricky Stenhouse and Eric Almarola fans, and they uh, they finished two and three. Uh, so you know we we take a look at um, betting odds for that. So if you're interested, um, come join us for that. And Bobby, I just wanted to let you know I I, I did it. I solved the Millie Maker lineup this week, and uh, I was going to give it to you if you wanted to write it down. Oh yeah, absolutely do that. So we're going we're going Bryson DeChambeau. Okay. We're going Dustin Johnson. We're going Jason Kokrak. We're going Sung JM. Okay. We're going Kyle Stanley, and we're Boy. going Ryan Moore. Okay. I hey man, I I did it. I did it. it I solved it. it. It all it all makes perfect sense to me right now. I don't I don't know how anything that can go wrong. So no 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 way, no I, way a sixty two hundred Kyle Stanley <laughs> burns me. No way a sixty nine hundred Ryan Moore burns me. No way. He's your Bill Haas this week. Yeah, um, absolutely. I don't have anything made out yet. All I'm saying is uh, Neesmith and Redmond are going in one way or the other. And that's it. Yep. I've yep. had enough. <laughs> no, I, and I think that makes a ton of sense. And if you're playing GPPs, it's perfectly fine to use those. Just find one guy, maybe Alonto Griffin, to be a little unique. And if you have, you know, a bunch of t- – like if you look at the Millie Maker guy that won this week that had the optimal lineup, he had 20%, 11%, but he had one guy – that was uh, like two percent, and that was the difference between him, you know, basically running away with it and getting, you know, whatever middle of the pack. Who who was that guy? Was it Dylan Fratelli? Uh, uh, let me pull it up really quick here, and I can tell you exactly. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah, be curious to know just who. Because I know he had he had. Burger and he had. Let me see here. Um, where is this dude I just had? Probably wasn't Connors or Woodland or. But that's all you need. It. Uh. uh no, that's not it. Come on, dude. I just had it up here. What I go with it? Bear with me for a second. I'll pull it up. And while he's looking for that, just uh, everyone go to fakepigskin.com and check out all the content on there. That is where my weekly post for uh, each golf tournament will be. Got some course history on there, some metrics on there that I use, and uh, all the different kinds of nuggets. So be sure to check that out and check out all the other content that uh, Kyle and the other contributors provide. Uh, the NASCAR posts there. And uh, as Kyle mentioned, the Angle Pursuit, the new logo. Saw that, Kyle. Did you like that? I did like that. That was nice. Okay, so I got the uh, oh, I got it here. So it was Webb Simpson, uh, twenty almost thirty percent. Daniel Berger at ten percent. Brooks at eleven. Abraham Answer at eleven. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton at nineteen point seven. And obviously, we should have known this. Joaquin Neiman, two point five percent. That was the difference. That's kind and of shocking that Neiman is that low. Yeah, that right. that's. But as you mentioned, if you look at his like he first round minus two, second round minus three, and then the final two rounds minus eight minus six. So like right. he he went off on Saturday and Sunday and was you know same same with Hatton to a lesser extent, yeah. uh, you know even through the first round, but then minus seven minus eight minus five, um, you know and and big runs by Brooks, big runs by Berger, and Webb capping it off with a victory uh, was the was what he needed and. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty much a rocking chair finish, which is uh, a shocking outcome in the Millionaire Maker. No, yeah, and, that, and if you if you read that line, none of it sounds like unreal. It's not like it. It's nothing. No. 
it's nothing too contrarian or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. These are all guys that I think all of us are thinking about each week, and, and they're, they're, we have different combos of them. So that, that makes a lot of sense. I'm a little surprised. I, I feel like that ownership percentage on Neiman's going to start to rise. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be like like 15%. 10% mm-hmm. this week and he'll let people down and then you know you'll want to just pounce on him the weeks where he's not super highly owned and there's a reason why he is priced where he is because yes. his upside is obviously obviously incredible and can win tournaments but he also has the downside and the 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 reasons for concern that price him where he does yeah just just a young guy so you expect inconsistency mm-hmm. more hey. but I, I now I'm starting to wonder if there's going to be inconsistency from this guy, but <laughs> we'll. Yeah, uh, I mean, we've seen these young kids. He's only 21, but him and Hovland and Morikawa, and, um, they come out, they look really good, and and they're just kind of there for from the jump. Yeah, if, if you're playing well, you're playing well, and like Daniel Berger, right? I mean, he's, mm-hmm. These these are huge fields now. I mean, these are these are major tournament esque fields that are playing right now. So, yep. um, if you can do it and win on these tournaments, uh, you can win just about any of them. So. Yes, I think I think we got through everything. Um, this is great, Kyle. We're coming back next week. Absolutely. We uh, we head to Detroit, Rock City, right? Uh, yes, that is correct for the uh, Rocket Mortgage Classic. You are right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nate Lashley Invitational Classic. <laughs> the only winner. <laughs> the only winner in history. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, hey, Kyle, this is fun. Um, we Absolutely. Will see you. See you next week. Take care. That fire players championship theme back underneath there, the uh, the combo. I'm preparing for this Martin Scorsese top five movie podcast, and I think it just compels me to put some sort of music underneath everything uh, I do, even in real life. Um, if you watch, it's amazing. If you really watch and pay attention to like the most notable Scorsese movies, there is some sort of track or jingle or you know something going on underneath every scene for probably I want to say 75% of the screen time there's just constant music it's it's pretty incredible the way he uses it um yeah so got that player scene back this week we'll see what we do next week but yeah you know Kyle's just going to win that million maker I can feel it that lineup was uh I mean how could it lose right how could it lose and for myself, uh, it'd be nice to just maybe cash a lineup for the first time post-shutdown. Not really for the money, but just for uh, my emotional and mental health. Um, I'm not sure what I'll do if I don't. I'll probably just come back and play again and further embarrass myself, which I'm happy to do, of course. That's, that's what I'm here for. So, uh, look. Thank you guys for uh, listening and checking out the post on fakepigskin.com. Um, I encourage you to uh, check out all the other content there as well and all the good stuff that Kyle is doing uh, on that platform and other places. So um, we'll be back next week. Until then, this is Swipe Right Sports, your sports by hookup. I'm your host, Bobby Adcock. Good luck at the Travelers Championship. 